Hello. Thank you for tuning in to the Unconventional Yogi Podcast with yours truly, Colette Marie. Real content, real talk. So, I went ahead and found yet another article. I did that. I did that because, well, I mentioned sex a number of times in the previous two podcasts. So we're going to make this the third and final installment pertaining to intimacy because it's really important that I just throw this out there to complete the the spiel about all of this stuff. And of course, the topic of sex is multi-layered, very nuanced. There are multiple lanes. There's It's just so big that, you know, I'm not going to cover it really in a 12-minute podcast. So what I'm going to share with you is this article that I found. It's an article from August 11th, 2020. Not too old. Uh, Fairly, fairly current enough, current enough. In Insider, in their health section, called How Often Couples Should Have Sex According to Three Therapists. Now, remember, this is just three therapists, but they do their sample, you know, experiments and and surveys, and they try to figure out what's what. And so this is what, I think this is what they have to say. How often should couples have sex? They say that there is no right answer for how often you should have be having sex. Only what feels right for your partner or sex life. In a 2017 study published in Archives of Sexual Behavior, studied the sexual behavior of just over 26,000 couples from 1989 to 2014. It found that the average adult has sex 54 times a year, or on average, about once a week. It also found that for married couples, the number stays almost the same, 51 times a year. However, the frequency changed depending on age. 20-somethings reported having sex around 80 times a year, whereas the number drops to 20 for 60-somethings. It also It's also important to note that sex is a broad term that encompasses many sexual acts. Therefore, definitions can vary from person to person. Uh, So we'll put a pen in that for the moment, because the key thing here is that the definitions can vary from person to person, which is very true. And what works for one couple may not work for the other couple. So there's a thing where you align with your partner regarding what that might mean for each of you and that you are both on the same page, because I think that's a critical thing. Uh, The article goes on and says, once a week may be the average, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the right amount of sex for all relationships. Uh, This particular therapist said that I've worked with couples who would argue that once a week is too much and others who would say it's not nearly enough. So again, It'll vary from person to person, couple to couple. There's no like right answer. However, factors that can impede on a healthy sex life. That's what we're going to cover right here. Examples outside factors impacting you and your partner's sex life include stress in general or about the relationship, changes in the body due to aging and health issues, failing 
are falling into a routine, that's, that becomes boring. Being busy with kids, family, or career, not feeling comfortable communicating with each other, not feeling seen or heard by your partner. These different factors can also affect one another. And we've talked about that in the previous podcast, where, you know, though we might want to have sex every minute of the day, that's not a practical thing that happens. And certainly, depending on the people, that's not something that all couples are interested in doing. So then where does the intimacy come into being if it's not always going to be including sex? Coming back to full circle, the small acts, the gestures, the moments in time, those exchanges throughout the day, the conversations, the holding hands, the kissing, the hugging, the sitting close to each other, the long walks, the dinners together, yada, yada, yada. You get the point. These are all experiences that create and cultivate intimacy between you and your partner in addition to the experience of sexual activity, which is, of course, very intimate in in and of itself. Um, So they suggest that, you know, there, you should, you should want to improve you and your partner's sex life by reducing stress. They go on a, a, a spiel about that. They also talk about exploring your sexual self, suggesting that you know if you're comfortable get to know yourself physically and what feel and what feels good through various avenues of self-exploration i don't think i need to spell it out for you you know what i mean Uh, as you become more comfortable with yourself and what satisfies you so on and so forth try something new with your partner take a tantra class Go to a retreat, maybe. Try some new technique. Try a toy. Whatever. You know, don't don't be shy, in other words. Jump into the deep end of the ocean when it comes to trying something new that you both feel comfortable exploring together as a couple and see how that goes. They also suggest foreplay, which, by the way, can include all of those amazing small gestures of intimacy sexting, googly eyes, holding hands, nibbling an ear, biting a lip, squeezing each other's parts. I don't know. Just I'm throwing it out there. This is real talk. So I'm just sharing. These are things that I do. So I'm sharing it with you. They're talking about it. I'm talking about it. We're having this moment in time this exchange so there you go Uh, they talk about communicating with each other communication is very critical without it a relationship really won't survive we can't even survive as a species without communication so therefore a relationship certainly will not survive without communication Uh, and feeling safe and creating that safe space to communicate your deepest concerns and thoughts and feelings and whatnot And work to sync up your sex drives because sex drives are critical as well because if you're one that wants a lot of sex, your partner doesn't want as much sex, that can be, that can be tricky. That can be tricky and the person that might not want it might be because of all the things that we mentioned before, body changes, health, 
mentally distressed, things in the mind. It could be worrying about a family member. It could be worrying about work. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons how the mind gets involved. Mental, the mental component is very important. That's really like the most important, in my opinion, uh, in terms of the sex act or the willingness to engage in sex. If the mind is not with it, the body is not going to be with it. If the mind is on board, the body is going to be on board. You really can't have one without the other, uh, really truthfully. So, you know, if there's this imbalance between you and your partner relating to the frequency, one wants more, one wants less, you got to find a middle, you got to fiddle with like ideas, explore some options, have the conversation, you might want to seek out a therapist that will help to facilitate a pathway for the two of you to embark upon. That's an option as well. Um, and they, the, they get into other things, but that's really it in a nutshell. Uh, they do mention a bottom line. The bottom line, the average adult has sex about once a week, but that doesn't always mean you should. However, you choose to be physically intimate with a partner, uh, the where and the how often matter much less than the quality of the connection or encounter. So circling back once more to the act of intimacy, if the quality of sex isn't there, then you might want to focus on the quality of the intimate connections throughout the day first, and then try to lead that into the the act, because the mind and the body must be aligned in in that way. If the body and the mind alignment doesn't doesn't really work out, then it's going to be a difficult pathway for both people to really engage sexually if one partner is feeling misaligned. So keep that in mind. If that is the case, it's not the end of the world. It's not. You both have a foundation. You both have a a friendship, a deep love for each other. So this is something that you can, you know, consider as an opportunity for exploration. There's nothing wrong with exploring. And again, there are no rules in how you choose to explore one another and in what format and in what way. People try things all the time. Some work for some people. Some options don't work for others. You really ought to find the things that work for you that's unique to you both and not feel like you have to do it like other people comparing your relationship with another relationship certainly won't help facilitate and foster this connectivity between you and your partner I would x that out that mind state out and really narrow it down to what fun things and pleasurable things that you both can consider and interact with and engage with that would be fun and encouraging and healing even because healing is important healing can be sexual is healing you know so don't discount healing that's part of the equation as well and this connectivity again the connectivity the intimacy that closeness that warm and fuzzy feeling all of those things all of those experiences they all matter and that's my spiel and that's it for now part three of what is intimacy we might circle back on other items regarding 
sex and relationships. But for now, I think this will, this certainly puts the cherry on the cake of the things that we discussed or shared or, or interacted with before in the previous podcasts. So thank you very much for tuning in to the Unconventional Yogi podcast with yours truly, Colette Marie, real content, real talk, and ciao for now.